This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. This is Tope Up. I'm Charlie Clawson. I'm Will Anderson. Hello, Charlie. Uh, is everyone relaxed? Who knows? Hello. It's the, it's the it, look. It's the opening thing we say on this podcast, and it seems either much more appropriate in these times or completely inappropriate in these times. And I can't work out exactly which at this point. Oh, it's definitely getting more ironic. I think as this uh, the longer this goes on. <laughs> I mean, has that ever happened before where a show's catchphrase has started off sincere and earnest and then has become ironic by the end of its run? I mean, uh, I think if you have any sort of catchphrase, it eventually dates really badly. Like most catchphrases <laughs> date really badly. Like, I mean, I'm sure there's some people who are very happy that Rove said, say hi to your mum for me, but now their mum is dead. And every time Rove <laughs> says, say hi to your mum for me, they just feel really traumatised by that. So that's not Rove's fault. You can't blame Rove specifically for that. That's just how time works. Yeah, I guess, I mean, I'm trying to think of like some catchphrases from when we were kids, like, I don't know, eat my shorts. That doesn't, does that really hold up? It's a bit gross now, isn't it? <laughs> Well, I mean, back then it was probably gross anyway. I think (laughs) the whole point of the insult was when you said to somebody, eat my shorts, it was not meant to be a pleasant experience. But I will say that in today's environment, eating someone's shorts is definitely against the rules of social distancing. Have you found, I mean, I'm not sure like how often you've been going out to get groceries or anything like that, but I've been pretty good at my uh, uh the the social distancing just staying at home but i have had to go to the, the grocery store a couple times this week and what i've worked out about myself is i'm incredibly judgmental <laughs> like i was looking at people and thinking yeah they, you've definitely got it i'm avoiding you yeah you've definitely got it i'm avoiding you oh that person yeah, clearly has got it i'm going nowhere near you oh so you're a virus profiler yeah totally that's that's the that's the equivalent of racial profiling but you're just doing it for people who look like they've got the rony yeah if it was this if it was a zombie film and there's someone knocking on the door and everyone's like let him in let him in i'm definitely like do not let him in that guy's definitely been bitten he's gonna roll up his shirt there's gonna be a big bite mark on his forearm don't let him in i've been uh, pretty socially isolated because a as you know i was sick at the start so i was just being socially isolated before it was cool because i didn't want to infect anybody with my sickness even though it wasn't corona well at least they guessed it wasn't corona they couldn't do the test and so i've been staying at home but in the last few days as i've felt you know obviously a bit better and able to go out and about i thought i should lessen the load and do some of the so yesterday i had to go out and get a few supplies for us but also just some stuff to feed the dogs so i thought i'll just do a quick mission i'll like pop into the supermarket see if i can get some toilet paper and paper towel because <laughs> You know, because we, we didn't hoard those things at the start. And it yeah. turns out just naturally over a fortnight, you tend to run out of those things. So yeah. I mean, I it, was, it was funny at the beginning, but like I genuinely now do not know where to get toilet paper. Like I have all my locals anywhere I go. I've even spoken to the, there's a general store across the road from me that I've got a good relationship with. And they've just built, they've just home built a plexi screen glass in front of their counter now. It is, 
It's alarming. Like when you walk in there, there is this. Clearly, they've scrapped a bit, a couple of bits of old, you know, two by four from out the back and nailed it together and hammered some plastic into it. So now there's this like makeshift plexiglass screen in front of their counter. But I've said to them, "Hey, look, next delivery you get, you're gonna look after your old pal Charlie. Let a let old Charlie wet his beak a little. I mean, not a wet beak because I know that's how you transmit the disease through moisture. But you know, just just let me get some my hands on some toilet paper. Is there any chance, Charlie?" That if things get completely desperate, we'll have to encourage people to start using the TOEFOP fax line again. And when the news agent angrily storms up to your apartment with this like pile of faxes, you can just go, oh, thank you very much. I need toilet paper. <laughs> well, I have started looking around at what I could use. Luckily, because there's a baby in the house, there's a lot of wipey type stuff, materials. You can use here. the baby and nobody will notice. The baby's <laughs> covered in shit anyway. Hey, Gemma, I think the baby's gone to the bathroom. On the outside of her nappy, Charlie? That doesn't seem likely. <laughs> I've just been trying to squeeze into her nappies. Six to eight month year old nappies. Um, well, it would be great if Gemma comes home one day, she has to pop out to the shops and she comes home and you've sticky taped together six different nappies of my owners into your large adult <laughs> nappy that you're now just wearing around the apartment i was seriously considering buying one of those japanese toilet things the other day because you can just buy them as toilet seats to put over your toilet you take your old toilet seat off and put the japanese one on and um they're actually relatively affordable and i've used one of my friends and it it has all kinds of buttons you know like when you do the spray at the end you can pick like do you want a figure eight do you want a butterfly <laughs> There's a bunch of different things. It was very appealing to me. I'm not sure that I want to know what I prefer. Right. Because knowing me, I'm one of those people who always tries every new flavor of chips and every new flavor of chocolate bar. You know that if I had a toilet seat that could do eight different types of spray water onto my ass, I would be doing a scientific experiment on which of those sprays of water I wanted onto my ass. And then I feel like... I would enjoy it so much that I would then start eating curries and dal and you know, drinking more coffee just so that I could go in and continue my experiment. Just working on an experiment in here. Call this place the lab now. No longer the toilet. This is the lab. I have the sewage farms. Notice we've had a liberal uptake lately. It's like, well, Anderson bought himself a Japanese toilet. Um, I, I, you know, talk about people being considered in public. So I went out to yeah, just do a few quick little missions and so supermarket in and out supermarket was still pretty crowded so yeah mm. i was doing a lot of you know when you really feel like you're playing that game where you have to stay two meters away from everybody so if somebody comes towards me i would just swerve <laughs> desperately out of the way trying to keep some sort of artificial zone and then when it got to the lining up oh. there was people for the self-serve checkout right throughout the supermarket so they weave back from the self-serve checkout right throughout but i just went through the eight items or less because i only had a couple of things and um it was pretty quick everybody was staying away from each other so that was pretty cool then i went to the markets because they had the fresh food markets on the outside of the south melbourne markets so i thought mm. oh well this is perfect right open air you don't even have to go inside somewhere it's open air so i'm in the market buying some fresh fruit and vegetables and I'm leaving the two meter like gap between me and the next person as they're checking out, getting their fruit and vegetables. And this woman who would have been like in her 60s, I would say, mm. on her phone, just not paying any attention to anybody else, has just gone, oh, well, there's clearly a gap there in the line. I'll go and start unpacking my stuff next to this guy who's checking out. And I was like, I, I was leaving the distance. I was doing the right thing. Did it not occur to you that that might be happening? But B, then she just started standing next to this poor dude who was checking out and loading her stuff onto the counter. And I was just like, what world are you living? Yeah. How do you still not know? Just from 
I can understand if you haven't seen the news, you haven't talked to anybody, all that sort of stuff. But just from looking around how everybody's behaving here at the moment, have you not picked up any cues? People clearly haven't because the, the fresh food market where I get my uh, groceries from, same thing. Everyone within the store was like keeping a wide distance around each other. But then it gets to the checkout and it starts like shunting up next to each other. And so I kept like trying to step about a meter and a half in front of this couple, this elderly couple behind me. And so they kept closing the distance and it just like kept inching forward. And then at one point I sort of, I sort of turned around and said, Hey guys, it's probably better if we have a bit of room. And then I realized that English maybe was their second language. And so I, was, I thought, Oh, well maybe they haven't got the messaging. I mean, the messaging from our government has been, pretty confused as it is and i imagine that if you don't watch a lot of news or if you do you don't really understand what it's saying then it probably hasn't got through to you i mean i don't know how you can think the messaging from our government has been confused when every single day it's like a maxwell smart sketch (laughs) like they start with something reasonable and then it goes would you believe i'm going to the footy would you believe you can't go to the footy? Would you believe you can go to a place where there's 500 people, 100 people, 20 people? Don't go to the beach still. Don't go to the beach. We've shut the beaches. Yeah. Everything's fine. Everything's not fine. Go to work still. Don't go to work. Oh, you've lost your job. No, yeah, it's been a great messaging from the government. Yeah, four people at a wedding, 10 at a funeral. What's the fucking difference? Like you're in a church, right? I mean, is, is there a difference? Does death insulate you from COVID-19? Well, if so, that will be the only thing that solves this because there's going to be suddenly a whole <laughs> lot of dead people. So they are both the victims and the cure of the whole horrible thing that we're going through. I mean, the funeral one. So my um, nana is very old. She is, uh, well, she would hate if I said her age on a podcast, I imagine, but she's closer to 100 than she is to 90, put it that way. And she has been ill, just as, you know, old person ill, still living at home with a lot of care, but still living at home. And so she had to go into hospital earlier this week Mm. or late last week. And uh, um, they thought she she had all the symptoms of the virus. So they thought, well, we have to test her. Now, it was unlikely in country Victoria on a dairy farm where she's not really seeing a whole bunch of people that Nan wasn't wasn't on a, a cruise ship docking in Sydney or partying down at Bondo Beach. You know, she... She was pretty isolated anyway, so it was going to be unlikely that she had it and she didn't have it. But now she's in a hospital and the whole hospital is on lockdown. So, you know, this old woman who's sick, you know, can't even sort of have visitors or anything like that at the moment. And as I was talking to my mum about it a couple of days ago and she was saying the major concern for them is not that my nan will die. I mean, obviously that they're concerned of that, but... They've been concerned about that for years. Yeah, you know, she's an old you. lady. She's going to die at some stage, you know. But the idea that if it happened during this period of time that we wouldn't be able to have a funeral, yeah. you know, like a proper funeral. Like my nan is somebody who was very heart of, you know, that small local community, the church and all those sort of things. You know, there would be a good community showing at her funeral. And I think that's something that she would really, really love. And if it happens during this period of time, it's just not something that's going to be able to happen. And that is something that people all over the world will be facing at the moment. The idea that you could be losing a loved one, not not even to this virus, but just losing a loved one and then not being able to celebrate or commemorate their life, at least right now. Mm. And, and what, I mean, the ongoing effects of all this, being inside, lack of exercise, different diets, you know, people losing their jobs, but these things of people not being able to mourn their loved ones you know, in the way that we've set up to mourn loved ones so that you can get closure and move on. There's going to be so many 
effects of what's happening at the moment that flow on throughout our society that I think we're just going to have to spend a lot of time being prepared for and being kind to other people. And that's why we need to start now with kindness. Mm. We need to start now. Uh, you know, if the government was good at messaging, they would say to everybody, they wouldn't say social distancing or blah, blah, blah. All, all those messages make no sense. Like the biggest one you should say to people is act like you have it. Yeah. Like that's the one that I was doing. I was acting like I had it. And once you're acting like you have it, social distancing becomes... <laughs> I just People just see Will Anderson at South Melbourne Market with a bell, ringing a bell and a sign around his neck like a leper. Stay away from me! Stay away from me! Well, if there's somebody else out there who suspects that they might have it, I would prefer that they had a bell and a sign around them that said, I am infected, stay away from me. Ring your bell. I'm infected. No one's going to get their groceries out next to you at the supermarket if you've got a sign and a bell, Charlie. Have you noticed that uh, you see you've been taking the dogs out for walks still? Yes. But again, on such a mission, like I am do now doing, if you were like following my GPS, normally if I go yeah for a walk with the dogs, I'll go on a sort of a big loop walk for about 40 minutes an hour. There'll be a park somewhere in the middle of that walk. Mm. But now I'm avoiding the parks. And I'm also using back streets to mm. try to avoid, you know, running into other people or people who just don't understand, you know, the kind of appropriate social distancing. Because with your dog, like people, I think people, you know, dogs will come together. Yeah. People will come together because of the dogs. I, so I tend to avoid people. I just have been shocked by, because, you know, Gem and I will try and go for a walk in the morning once we've got Iona up and fed and everything. And the amount of people who will, will walk towards you like two abreast down the street three abreast it's like because uh, we walk single file i'll walk behind Gemma and the pram and try and make as much room but there's so many like oblivious people and it's like again i i assume that these people are aware you know they're on their walk they've noticed that, that, that people are behaving differently in everyone's room well oh no i still want to talk to my friends so we're going to walk side by side and take up the entire footpath and force that young couple with a baby in a pram to go up onto the nature strip just can't get my head around it. We have been having a home improvement style relationship with our next door neighbours because uh, they're you know they're a bit older, although they're you know, they're the fittest elderly people that you've ever met in your entire life. Uh, you know, uh, Phil's been on my Philosophy podcast, and and you know Phil, he's one of those guys who basically walked around Australia, who ran a you know, rode a penny farthing around Australia. He's an adventurer, he's an outdoors type. So being locked up at the moment because they're more in a susceptible group has been very hard on them, mm. you know, during this time. But of course, because I've been ill also, I haven't wanted to get in any contact with them at all. So Susan, uh, who is a really great baker, has every day in our oh. letterbox been leaving us in brown paper bags, whatever, like an example of what she's been baking the next day. Oh, so awesome. every time we go out to our little, um, uh, we, we have this little treat bag. So this morning it was freshly made hot cross buns. So I had a freshly made hot cross bun for breakfast this morning. That is so good. You're, I mean, you, you want this situation to stay the same. <laughs> Like you're into a good thing here. I oh, certainly I'm I'm enjoying yeah. it. Like the amount of like snacks and it's a wide variety. Like yesterday it was a kind of chocolate crackle oh. Easter style thing. There's been carrot cake. There was like a uh, a walnut chocolate brownie wow. the other day. It's been it's been some good times. I certainly wouldn't like that part of it. Yeah. Well, I think Gemma's been uh, Gemma <laughs> and definitely no. I only sort of started on solids, so she's not quite getting the benefit. But I've been doing a lot of I, well, I generally do all our cooking anyway, but. 
I've been baking more treats because we're around and the spirits need to be lifted. So I too have been, uh, made, um, this week I made um, blueberry blondies, which is like, you know, a blondie. It's like the, like, yeah, like oh, a yeah. light version of a brownie. Mm. And uh, I've been making these awesome banana bread. They're called brookies, brownie cookies, banana bread brookies with chocolate chips. It's fucking great, but not as nice as having someone else make it for you. <laughs> I do love home-baked oh, stuff though. That's the country kid in Nothing me. better. I've been collecting recipes of like the ones that I like the yeah. most. And I when when I move and I'm set up in the country, I'm going to start baking. It's the best. It is, yeah. it is so, it's so good because it is kind of, there is that Zen thing where, you know, I don't even listen to podcasts or anything. I'll just like, I'll just concentrate on, on making the ingredients. And it's so great because when you're baking, it tends to be like sweet stuff. And so you can taste shit along the way, the whole way. So it's like a, a like an hour-long process of you just tasting stuff that's really delicious. And you can taste it in its raw form and then it's baked form. And the hardest part for me is once I pull it out of the oven and it's fresh and smells so great, I just want to eat it then and there, like a, as fresh as I can get it, which has resulted, you can't see this, I burnt my finger three days ago because <laughs> like Homer Simpson, these, these, uh, these blueberry blondies came out of the oven looking so good. Like I literally put them on the cooling tray and then stuck my hand <laughs> onto it to, and burnt the shit out of my hand with like red hot blueberry juice. Burnt my hand, put it into my fi- my mouth. I was like, oh, okay. And then like Homer went and touched it again. Oh, I <laughs> burnt myself twice. And also that, that you burning yourself was the least dangerous thing. You licking your finger and then touching the food was actually the most dangerous thing. <laughs> yeah. So well, we put a call out um, this week to uh, any small businesses who are listeners to this show or if they knew someone who was a small business because we thought, look, uh, times are tough for a lot of people and we just wanted to use our platform to promote some businesses that maybe need a bit of a leg up or just need uh, need some people to put some orders in. Because a lot of these people run, uh, 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 what are they called, bricks and mortar stores, but they still have online services. And so um, we're just going to run through a few of these businesses. What I thought we could do, because, you know, you're a growing guy, I'm a writer. Maybe we could come up with some snazzy, like, I don't know, new mottos or slogans for the companies. Maybe a jingle if it comes to you. Yeah, okay. I'm, I'm happy to do that. And we'll just what, we'll just run through a whole bunch of them and, and see how we go. Is that see the idea? See how we go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, fair to say we got quite a few requests. Seems like there's a lot of people out there who need some help. So if we don't get through all of them on this episode... Uh, well, here's what I was going to say is... Yeah, if we don't get through yeah, if we don't get through them all this episode, we can definitely do another episode. And please feel free to hit us up if you're in this situation as well. You know, if we can do anything to help. Online shopping. I the other day ordered. I ran out of coffee, and you don't know how serious a drug coffee is <laughs> until suddenly you don't have any coffee. Like it doesn't really feel like. Because you don't kind of like, I don't like, because I drink so much coffee, I don't get how, like how, any buzz what, or high from coffee. How, what's so much? How much would you drink a day? On average or at peak? Uh, give me both. Okay. Well, peak, I, I, I could drink seven or eight coffees a day easily. <laughs> and um, I would average four, I reckon. Wow. That's a lot. Four or five. Yeah. And so is it like um, from the moment you get up, like coffee at breakfast or coffee when you get up and then do you space them out? Or is it like you don't have them after 6 p.m. because you won't sleep? I go hard early. Um, yeah. So I, we're recording this at it's 11.30 a.m. at the moment and I've, I'm on my third coffee for today. Um, Shit. So uh, I, I tend to try to finish by three or four. Yeah, if I, I, I w- wouldn't have my last one after three or four, I would say, so that I can get to sleep. But... Um, 
the thing for me is that, so I went a whole day without them. I ordered some online and they were coming like some coffee pods from my machine and um, they were coming and they kept sending me tracking details of it. And never has anyone more <laughs> intently followed tracking. I've never looked at tracking details at anything that's ever Whoa. been said to me. And then I'm following this journey the whole way. And it came like an hour and a half late. And in that hour and a half of in between when it was meant to arrive and when it arrived, and I thought they'd been mugged. I thought they'd just decided to keep the coffee for themselves or it had been put on. Like I checked the front door like seven times. Every time the wind blew the door, I was like, oh, maybe that's them. And I would go and check the door and have a look. I was like shaking. It was incredible. All right. So uh, this is in no particular order. This is just a, oh, by the way, if you wanted to um, contact us, the best way to send us a message is uh, if you go to our Tofop Instagram page and send us a direct message that way. We're just trying to centralize all the messages so we don't have to go around to Facebook and my Instagram and Will's Instagram. So go to Tofop Instagram, send us a, a direct message that way is possibly the best way. Um, okay. So this first business is called Bold, B-O-L apostrophe D, Bold. And they're out of Frankston, Victoria. It's healthy fast food. A bit of info from a mate of theirs who wrote in. said it's two guys who do a lot for their community. They also run an F45 studio. Um, they've been hit hard by this, but they're doing contactless delivery uh, of, of their food. So you can find them on Instagram at, at instabold.com. Hate underscore HQ, and they also have an app, Will, so you can download their app even and order your food that way and get it delivered to your door. And that is just a goo, you just search bold B O L B O L B O W L B O W L D in the app store. Bold, hang on. So, explain to me the name of the business again because we've done one of these, and at the start, I thought it was called B O L apostrophe d bold yeah no I, I stuffed that up b-o-w-l apostrophe d okay. bold as in you want to bowl of something yeah bold as in like bold over or rather than bold as yeah. in old or cold i think the point is it's a bowl of healthy takeaway food yeah okay so um i am uh bowled over by this offer no not good um but uh if you want to be beautiful get bold oh yeah nah, that's not bad i don't mind either. that you know bold the bold for the beautiful? Bold, I am S-O-L apostrophe D, sold. <laughs> when you're in Franger. Uh, and you need a Sanger. Nah, if you're nothing. in Franger and you <laughs> yeah. need a Sanger, um, then don't, don't, uh, oh, okay. That's all I've got so far. <laughs> <laughs> Bold and Frankston. Uh, again, um, uh, podcast Mark will be putting all links uh, to every ad we read out today in the description. So if you want to follow up, you can just go to the episode description and you'll find a link there. Okay. Over the way, over to South Australia, Will, we've got from Coast to Country, which is a locally owned and run cleaning business for domestic and business. They have a website from coasttocountry.com.au. I mean, that is a big cleaning job, doing the whole way from the coast to the country. Although I suppose you could have a coast in the country. So it's, it's a, but I assume that just means what? We don't clean people in the city. There's never been a time where cleaning has been more important, I guess. So, um, you know, and cleaners are actually on the front line yeah. because they're being sent into obviously, you know, they, they are basically healthcare workers in this environment, aren't they, cleaners? Because, well, you could say that probably ordinarily yeah. too, but the cleaner things are particularly with a virus like this that lives on metal and stuff like that, you know, cleaners are frontline healthcare workers at the moment. Well, if you're going to clean from coast to country, I suggest what would you get? Like a fleet of bulldozers and attach giant brooms to the front of them 
and then just have them all drive in a line from the country to the coast, clean up right. everything. Just bulldoze the entire thing into the ocean, like my plan for the Gold Coast. <laughs> yeah, no, it's a good. It is. Yeah. It's a good plan. I like it. As long as it's not Gold Coast to country, <laughs> then I'm fine with it. No, it's in South Australia, so uh, locally owned. Uh, for business and domestic, if you want to check them out, you can go to fromcoasttocountry.com.au. For all your South Australian cleaning needs, whether it be leftover fruit choc wrappers or, you know, your uh, Farmers Union iced coffee, or maybe you just need to clean up some blood after you've murdered somebody, Coast the Country is the cleaning organisation for you. Is there a bizarre kidnapping or murder you need to conceal? <laughs> Call Coast to Country. <laughs> uh, in Melbourne, Victoria... Chamila is a uh, provides a restaurant quality pizza for only ten bucks online. It's delicious, and you can keep it in the freezer for months. So Chamila uh, were supplying restaurants, are so wholesalers, but obviously there's been a huge downturn in their business. So they're now offering their high quality restaurant quality pizzas to everyday schmucks like you and me for only ten bucks online. Does that sound good to you? Sounds great to me. So yeah, okay. So this is the equivalent of frozen pizza, but it's not. Frozen pizza, you know, you kind of shop frozen pizza pretending to be restaurant quality pizza. This is actually what you'd restaurant get. quality pizza. Yeah. I, I do like these stories of things that need to be offloaded because there was a whole bunch of restaurants and stuff that apparently in Melbourne I read, and again, I haven't had time to fact check this, so if somebody tells me this is not true, then... But I believe they gave a lot of the leftover Grand Prix food to the homeless people. Yeah, I heard that as well. Is that? I mean, I'd like that to be true. <laughs> but, yeah. But, well, I hope that that is true. And I know that the Lord Mayor Sally Cap is incredibly interested in, in the homeless in, in Melbourne and thinks that's a priority. So I hope that that story is true. But I also love the idea of yeah you know, the homeless people getting to eat one of those meals that was you know reserved for the people at the Grand Prix because it just would have been such great food. <laughs> Um, okay, so to Tramila, if to access to order their pizzas, you go to tramila-goods.myshopify.com. Tramila-goods.myshopify.com. Probably easier if you just go to the episode description. Um, do you have any slogans for Tramila? Tramila. Um, uh, How do you spell it? Uh, T-R-E-M-I-L-A. I'm trying to think of Tramila Kunis. Tramila Kunis? <laughs> that doesn't, doesn't really roll anything. Tramila... That's a good a Tramila. <laughs> I got oh, yeah. Tramila, that's a good a deal. <laughs> Tramila pizzas. There you go. Brand new slogan. Um, Cam, who's an employee at the King of Knives in Indurupilli. Indurupilli? Do you know Indurupilli in Brisbane? Uh, Indurupilli, I believe. I think you just say it all a bit quicker. Indurupilli. 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 Uh, Cam is an employee there. He said, um, look, they're not getting a lot of business right now. Obviously, he spends most of his days just sanitizing benches, um, but is a big fan of the show and uh, has managed to keep his shifts in spite of what's happening. Um, so, look, we're not encouraging people to go into the... Well, maybe if you go into the store, go in one at a time and keep a two-meter distance when you order your knife. Yeah, but also, never been a better time to have a knife. Oh, fucking knife. <laughs> Multiple knives. Like... I would suggest if, if, if there's, I mean, there's no guns in Australia. We've seen the lines in America of people stocking up on guns. This is your time to get yourself down to King of Knives in an orderly fashion because also be aware that the person in line in front of you just bought some knives. Yeah. So they are definitely armed. So you might as well be very oh. careful. So do you reckon you could license 
smells like teen spirit and the line where he says load up on guns but then you just change it to knives and that could be their new jingle <laughs> load up on knives I think this is a lawless time Charlie I think if you're ever going to get away <laughs> with it if the Kurt Cobain estate is ever not ever going to overlook it it's during a global pandemic I imagine um was it, it what's the um knives out uh, have you seen knives out the movie knives out no, no, I have it because Gemma gets sent all the Oscar screeners because she, she's in the DGA. And so I had it in my pile, but then I was listening to the Weekly Planet and uh, James bloody spoiled the end for me. So I'm trying to wait for a time until I forget the ending because I tend to forget things a lot now because I'm getting older. So I'm waiting until I forget what the twist is because I know I know the twist and then, and then I'll watch it. Okay. Oh yeah, okay. That's a, that, that, that's a good plan. But there is a... Game of Thrones. Do you think I could enjoy it even knowing the twist? Yes, I think you could, but it's better okay. to not know the twist, I think. You know, that's part of the charm. Okay. Because it's one of those movies where it feels like they give everything away about it in the first, at the start of the movie. It feels like they explain how the murder was done and then as the movie goes on, it's revealed in various different ways that what you think is the case may not be exactly the case. It's a really, I, I really liked it. I thought it was a great film. But then again, I also like the last the last Jedi. So, look, I think I'm pretty <laughs> on board with his work. You know, good, bad, or indifferent. But there's a Game of Thrones style chair, you know, that becomes very important, made out of knives. Right. So, if you work down oh. at King of Knives, the perfect thing to do when no one's coming in is fashion yourself some sort of knife chair. That's a great idea. Uh we're going next to Shepparton in Victoria. Uh, S. Bun Contracting. Um, not sure what S. Bun's name is, but he's an independent wall and floor tiling contractor. His wife is 12 weeks pregnant. He's a Patreon subscriber and is willing to up his contribution to our Patreon for every customer who mentions they listen to TOEFOP. So, yeah, TOEFOP wetting their beak a little, getting a little something-something for uh, supporting S. Bun Contracting. So where's Espan then? Tell, tell me where he is. Uh, in Shepparton. Shepparton Vic. Shepparton, country Victoria, home of Briggs, of course, birth, birthplace of Briggs, uh, the rapper Shepparton. Yep. Most famously, Shep Life, his uh, fantastic solo album that I recommend that people check out. Uh, S Bun. Well, his wife has got a bun in the, in the oven, oven <laughs> Charlie. So I think, uh, look, I mean, t- tiling, wall and floor tiles, maybe you're at home. Maybe you've got an opportunity to do some home renovations. If you are going to somewhere like Bunnings during this time, make sure you practice social distancing. Better to get a professional to go and do it for you. He can keep away from people. You can keep away from him. You can get your tiles done and you, you know, like, I mean, this is quite a good time to do this, I imagine. Yeah. Home renovations aren't that much fun? Then call S Bun. <laughs> oh, I like it. Uh, call S Bun and Tofop gets some bread. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, he's got an Instagram account. It's at s.bun.contracting, so you can check him out. Again, description, check out the episode description. Okay, um, we're going over to the Wild Wild West in WA to Cottesloe and Daisy's Cafe. Now, a bit of a story behind this. Daisy's is owned by a guy called Sam, who at the start of the year organized a bake sale in the local community to raise $13,000 for the bushfires and is now giving away free coffees to all hospital workers at his own expense. He started off just giving coffees to doctors and nurses until the person who wrote in to me uh, said to him, well, look, you know, there's actually quite a few people who are working in the hospitals who aren't doctors and nurses who would appreciate this. And so Sam 
great guy that he is has absorbed the costs. Uh, Sam was like, fuck you, mate. I've already done enough. <laughs> I raised all this money for the bushfires. It is fucking tough to run a cafe at the best of places. Daisy <laughs> fucked off, left me with this joint, and all I do is give away free shit. Yeah, I get that there's more, more than just doctors and nurses on the front line, mate, but I've got shit to do as well. He did not have that attitude. He actually stepped up and was a hero and started making coffee for everybody. Well, do you think as Australia's number one medical podcast, well, uh, number one amongst medical professionals, that we would be entitled to a free coffee? I mean, we are keeping them laughing so they keep people living. Poor old Sam's listening to this going, oh, for fuck's sake, <laughs> another fuck one. Sake, two more free. What am this I? guy drinks a fucking, fucking seven a day at, at, at peak. <laughs> Sam, and, and I'm in Western Australia. The delivery costs alone are going to screw me. You don't want him to be pushing up daisies, mm. so go get a, a coffee and a croissant from him. Uh, it's daisies.net a uh, daisies.net a dot au. I would have thought with um da- with daisies at the moment, by the way, and please do support them. That sounds like he's doing amazing work over there, Sam. That um you know that you, you normally have those coffee cards, you know the like you know buy nine coffees, get the tenth yeah, one yeah. free. He should get the opposite from medical professionals. Like you know, he should get to the. He should get like a every coffee he hands out. They stamp him a little card that if he actually ends up getting a cough or he needs some medical attention, he can go to the front of the yeah, line for right. a free operation. If he gives away enough coffees, he's going got my hips done. They weren't even that bad, but I just to be honest, I had the card. They were free. <laughs> yeah, it's like Sam. Your t-shirt seems to be fitting a bit tighter. Yeah, yeah, I got a boob job. What? Oh well, <laughs> they were giving him out for free, so I was like, why not? Uh, Lagoon Dining in Victoria is a brand new East Asian eatery. It only opened in November 2019 and they've already had to lay off quite a few staff. Um, They have a very excellent wine list and they do deliveries Wednesday to Monday from 5.30 to 8.30. You can find them on Uber Eats. Uh, uh, Delicious wine, according to their sommelier. Uh, The Instagram is at Lagoon Dining. You can find them at lagoondining.com. Well, the great thing about wine too is it's one of those things that, you know, it's not like it's being handled by anybody it's all closed up so if you're paranoid about any of those things great place to support and and the big alcohol companies are doing fine during this time yeah one of the things that people have been stockpiling is alcohol so supporting a local business rather than going to a big you know chain brand to buy your alcohol during this time the idea that you can support a local place where you'll be helping them you know re-employ people when they open up again by you know they've got some stock it's actually something they can sell at the moment and you know if you do it locally in that way you're actually helping out some people yeah don't make them a blue lagoon oh nice okay yeah all right that sucks don't wine just buy some wine yeah uh okay um uh Tuck Shop Takeaway in Caulfield, Victoria. It's a burger shop that is a southeastern suburbs institution. The owner has been sleeping at the shop to uh, stay away from his family and keep the lights on in the store, so he's doing a bit tough. He was he was he was doing that before he was doing that before Corona though. <laughs> just really, <laughs> things are tough. Yeah, things are tough. Doesn't want to see the family. Just likes eating takeaway. No, that's I mean that what it, this is an incredible story and people. There's stories like this all over the place, so go on. Uh, no, no, that's all I have to say. I'm just going to give, give people the, the details. But uh, delicious uh, burgers, um, um, rustic burgers and, and fries, all, the, all that kind of good stuff. Home eating. And it, what is it, takeaway or delivery? Takeaway. Takeaway. You can go to tuckshoptakeaway.com.au or you can find them on Instagram. And I checked them out. They've got more Instagram followers than Tofop has, so I don't really know how much this shout-out's needed, but... 
if you go to at Tuck Shop Takeaway, you can check out their menu and it looks pretty good. That's the other thing. When I was compiling all these um, these ads today, I was getting very, very hungry. You'll see there's a couple of cake places coming up. There's this burger shop, a lot of cafes and restaurants. I haven't had breakfast. I'm starving. Uh, well, Tuck Shop Takeaway sounds delicious. Um, okay. The makers of Murrum Bateman in New South Wales. Oh, hang on. Murrum I've got Bateman a slogan a sp- for them. Oh, yeah. Don't be a fuck. Stop. Go to the tuck shop. <laughs> Don't be a fuck stop. I've never <laughs> no. heard it, that phrase Don't before. Be Don't fuck. be a fuck stop. Don't be a fuck, oh, comma, stop. stop. <laughs> yeah. Don't oh, be a fuck, like just... comma, stop. Yeah. Go to the tuck Shop. I like don't be a fuck stop. <laughs> Running it on the get don't be a fuck stop. Go to the You dirty shop. rotten fuck stop. Okay. Um the makers of yeah. Mar Murrum Bateman. Like is a real fuck stop. Murrum Bateman is a, a small town forty kilometers from New South Wales. Uh it's a group of locally owned producers that uh relied on tourism. So They've taken a real hit. Obviously, the bushfires um, have ruined their Christmas trade and then the smoke from the bushfires ruined their crops for 2020 for the winemakers. But uh, a lot of their product is still available online. Uh, the wine in particular is a standout. They are famous for their Riesling and their Shiraz. So that's the Makers of Murrum Bateman. You can find them on Instagram and at Makers of Murrum Bateman or makersofmurrumbateman.org.au. Makers of Murrum Bateman, my second favourite Bateman behind Jason Bateman. Still not bad. All right, make make the make the Mar- make the makers of Murrum Bateman your mate, man. <laughs> Don't be a flake, man. Make the makers of Mar- Mar- makers Mar- ah. <laughs> Don't be a flake, man. Make the makers of Murrum Bateman your mates, man. And, yeah, there you go. That's your jingle. That's actually pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, here here is my take, Victoria. Here's my take, fam. Don't make, <laughs> don't make a mistake, man. Don't be a flake, man. Uh, make the Mar- make the makers of Mar- Murrum Bateman your mate, man. Here's my take, Sam, the owner of Daces and Cottesloe. Here's my take, Sam. Don't be a flake, man. Make the makers of Murrum Bateman your mate, man. <laughs> Uh, okay, Sherlock Designs out of Victoria. Bake him a cake, man. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's just me clearing my throat. Don't worry about it. Everyone chill. Mm. Um, I did... Uh, Cook him a steak, man. I, when I did come back from my grocery shopping a couple of days ago, I was tr- I, I was so sure that like I came home and I was like, oh, I think my throat's got a bit of a tickle. And, and then I did that thing where I jumped online and I started looking at symptoms of corona. Mm. Turns out I'm fine. Yeah, I've, I, look, I mean, I've had this cough and sneeze for... What, nearly two weeks now, but uh, I don't have any other symptoms. Uh, Sherlock Designs out of Victoria. They're pop culture-inspired accessories like laser-engraved chopping boards, bookmarks, and coasters. They do a lot of their trades at comic book conventions and uh, the like. Obviously, that's all gone this year, but they have some stuff that's available online. Um, things like, you know, you get a chopping board with uh, Eat My Bart Simpson laser carved into it saying, Eat My Shorts. That evergreen saying. Well, I don't mind that. That, that, that seems, what would be the slogan that you would put on a chopping board if you were going to get one? Uh, and it has to be pop culture inspired. Mm. So it would be like, um, um, uh, it'd be like, uh, 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 taste like a slice of heaven and it'd be a, a laser engraving of Dave Dobbin. <laughs> 
What about Crocodile Dundee? It just like, that's not a knife. Yeah, I get, well, what, on a chopping board? Yeah, it's a chopping board. Yeah, okay, I guess so. You're going to use a knife. That's what a chopping board's for, right? Chopping. You, you pop down a king of knives and you get a knife and you go home and you chop on a chopping board and you put, that's not a knife. Yeah, I guess so. I'm just wondering if we get some Tofop inspired chopping boards. Oh, yeah, okay. Is that like it, it, that people can do you think how, stay at home? And, yeah, I was going to say, how many of Tofop listeners do you reckon cook like a, a capable in the kitchen? If you had to put a number on a percentage. Well, we've got a lot of medical professionals. They're normally pretty good with like scalpels and stuff like that. So I imagine they'd be pretty good <laughs> So what you're, home in the kitchen you, as well. Pivot away from chopping boards to medical, like Tofop branded medical supplies. That's what we should be doing. <laughs> Tofop scalpels. Wouldn't that fill you with confidence when Dr. Nick <laughs> Riviera wheeled into your surgery holding his Tofop branded knife? Just says everyone relax on his scalpel. <laughs> Uh, you can find them on Instagram at, at Sherlock Designs or SherlockDesigns.com.au. Um, okay, for fresh fruit and veg, Will, in Western Sydney, you can go to David's Stall. Okay, so is it actually and just a stall or is there a website and stuff as well? It's a, sh- it's a shop. It's a shop that is filled with stalls. Um, it's not a stall in a market. It's actually like a shop. But uh, they have fresh fruit and vegetables. Um, just keep your distance while you're shopping there, and especially keep your distance at the checkout. Yeah, check, 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 check it out. A meter and a half apart. David Stall. Um, Don't be a dirty rotten fuck. Stop. Keep your social distancing. <laughs> uh, David Stall. Um, uh, uh, you'll have a ball when you visit David Stall. Okay. Yeah. David Stall, you'll have, have a, a ball. But it's fruit and veg. It's more like um, fruit and, and vegetables for for oh. all when you visit David Stall. <laughs> fruit and vegetables, you'll have them all. Why don't you visit David Stall? Oh yeah, okay. There's a little rap breakdown in the middle of it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The owner David comes out with his cap on backwards, <laughs> Mister Plough style. Yeah, uh, I'm could... David. I'm a hardo. Come down here, buy an avocado. <laughs> I am religious, but I'm not holy. Mash it up into guacamole. Uh, okay, uh, you, our first U.S.-based small business owner, Monica Lara. Monica Lara is an artist and an illustrator. is based in the U.S. and is available to do commissions. Uh, you can check her out at. Monica Lara Art on Instagram or Monica Lara Art dot forward slash products. Probably easier if you just go to the episode description to find her. So if you need some illustration done and you don't need it done by James Fosdyke, go to Monica Lara Art. Okay, what sort of art is it? Did you ever look at Monica Lara's yeah, art? Yeah, it's uh, kind of my uh, my impression is it's got that Daniel Clowes esque kind of quality to it. Oh yeah, sort of nice. semi photorealistic, but not quite. Very good. Does a lot of stuff. Um, but yeah, it's uh, 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 she's from what I can tell, illustrator and maybe animations, but ma- mainly illustrations. Monica Lara, when you need something for your cara, <laughs> oh boy, really? <laughs> After all that time, that's the best you could come up with. <laughs> no, I can't think of anything. Um, um, need to give your business a fresh start. Call Monica Lyra and get some of her art. <laughs> All right. It's not that good. I'm struggling. You go then. 
all right. Okay. Um, uh, all right. Monica Lara, she does art. Yep. Um, so you buy some, play your part. Uh, <laughs> Go on. Don't be hoping, don't be wishing she'll make you something on commission. <laughs> oh, I can see why you're so good at this. All right. Uh, here's a business that's close to your heart, Will. Cake. Okay, great. Yeah, increasingly closer to my heart, I imagine. <laughs> it's a Victorian-based company, uh, Cake by Kendall. That's Kendall, K-E-N-D-Y-L-L, Cake by Kendall. Custom-made cakes, cookies and brownies delivering Australia-wide. So it doesn't matter if you're in Victoria. You can get these bloody cakes delivered to you wherever you are. Uh, the Instagram is at Cake by Kendall. Well, again, Kendall is K-E-N-D-Y-L-L. Or you can go to the website, cakebykendall.com. I can't think of any rhyming slang at the moment. My brain's not working. Uh, <laughs> looking for a present to Sendle? Oh, no. <laughs> Why don't you order some cakes from Kendall? Oh, boy. Okay. <laughs> sure. Uh, uh, um, can you make me a cake? Kendall. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> That's even worse. Don't make a mistake. Get a cake yeah. by Kendall. Yeah. Don't be a fake. They know how to bake. Get yourself a cake. Um, okay. Uh, ready, steady, go kids are sports classes for preschool kids. Now, of course, they've all been put on hold. So about 300 casual workers around Australia are currently without jobs. But I imagine... When things do eventually um, get going again, there's going to be a bunch of very hyper kids who will need to get out of the house. So you'll probably want to check out readysteadygokids.com.au. I just feel like it's inappropriate for this podcast to make up a rhyme about kids. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. I feel whatever we it's, say it's going to be will be bad. completely inappropriate. Yeah. I mean, I, I, was, I keep thinking about that kids show. Did you, I mean, did you get it in Hayfield, Come On Kids? You never saw that show when you were growing up. Come on, kids. We're all kids. <laughs> That was a no? just the just the show that they, I think they only showed at Catholic <laughs> boys' high schools, Charlie. There were places now when we are one. So come on, kids, and have some fun. There's lots of laughs and much more too. So come on, kids, we're all for you. Come on, kids, we're all kids. Show the world just how it is. Come on, kids, we're all kids. Come on, kids. <laughs> I think that's how it went. You can just reappropriate that. I'm sure the producers of that show are in jail now anyway. So ready, steady, go, kids. You can just take that jingle. They're, they're, these guys are like, we didn't, we didn't know. We were so innocent. We just didn't realise there was a second meaning. We, we are as horrified as anyone when we look back on that scene. It sounds horrible in the context you're putting it in. We just were so innocent. We'd never really think of anything like that. But, of course, you're probably more sensitive to this because, of course, your mum's name was Eileen and there was, you know, quite famously... You know, that song, Come, Come on, on Eileen. Eileen. So you're probably just very sensitive to, to songs where they suggest they come on something. Hang on. I just need to say, so come on, kids. I didn't imagine it. It's definitely, I've just found it on YouTube. So people can. Oh, it was produced out of Adelaide. That explains a lot. It was made in South Australia. Uh, the show had a number of hosts and presenters who were accompanied by a puppet. That's right. There was a little duck, a puppet that spoke, and his name was Winky Dink. 
the show consisted of small educational editorials presented in a variety of segments of cartoons. The mm. segments featured a number of regular presenters, including Robin Rodenfelt, Tammy oh, McIntosh from Bloody Wentworth, Narelle Higson, Joanna Moore, Vicky Reindreed, blah, 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 blah. Okay, come on, kids. Check it out on YouTube. And then go to Ready, Set, Go. Kids, hang on. What's it called again? Uh, go to um, Ready, Ready, Set, Ready, Steady, Go, Kids. And that's it. Ready, steady, Ready, go, steady kids. go, kids. Not associated in any way with Come On Kids or this podcast. They probably lost their working with children license just from actually being advertised on our podcast. Another business that will uh, be uh, of interest to you, Will, is a croissantery. Loon Croissantery, uh, based out of Melbourne. They are a contender. They listened to the episode where we talked about your love of croissants and your search for the best con- croissants um, in Melbourne. And they believe that they could be um, the owners of that title. Uh, they do it. They, they are the owners. They are the owners of that title. I have. Oh, you've had a loon very much croissant since been to loon many times to loon. Oh, and it, they are by far and away the best croissants in Australia. Well, no, I'll, I'll give it a tie because there's this woman, Kep Baker, who works out of sort of the Geelong region, who makes these sourdough croissants that I absolutely love, and I've never tasted anything like them before. They're kind of just a slight twist on what you'd expect from a croissant and i think they're amazing but of your tradition what you consider to be your traditional style croissant like loon is the sort of place where you would just go in and you would buy one of their croissants like just a plain croissant and just eat it you don't have to add anything to it it is just so delicious and they come in a brown paper bag almost like you're buying something that you that, like that you shouldn't be carrying around in public because they are just so delicious that somebody might mug you at any stage to get your loon croissant. So, no, one hundred percent, I am behind loon croissant. So, can you? What's the deal with them at the moment? How, how do you get yourself a loon croissant? They're doing a, a, a daily takeaway service. So, obviously, you can't dine in, but you can still uh, pick up takeaway from their place. And can you do it from their place in uh, Fitzroy and also their place in the city? Yes, I've been to both of them. They're both great. I would assume so. There wasn't She wasn't that specific in what she said, but uh, uh, it's just said there's a daily takeaway service. So that you can go to looncroissant.com, maybe give them a call and find out what the deal is. Uh, a ringing personal endorsement from Will Anderson. Uh, would you say that someone would have to be loony and not to go there? You would be off your lunar cycle. If you don't eat a loon croissant, <laughs> don't be a goon and don't be a hoon. You'll be whistling a different loon when you've had a oh. croissant from loon. Oh, All right. Uh, okay. Now, I don't know if this counts as necessarily a small business, but it's an independent publisher. Uh, we had a journalist from crikey.com. Um, .com.au contact us to say, look, there's been a massive amount of redundancies and pay cuts at Crikey. Um, they are... They are independent journalists. They're doing their best to provide independent journalism to Australia. They understand that at the moment, people are sort of short on cash, but every bit of money helps. So if you can afford a subscription to Crikey.com and you want to support journalism in Australia, that would be a good place to spend your money. I'm a subscriber to Crikey.com. It is a good website. I am also a subscriber to Crikey.com.au. And um, I would suggest uh, it's a good, yeah, it definitely an independent look at the Australian uh, political landscape, the Australian media, um, some really thought provoking stuff gets posted on Crikey. And while we're giving plugs for independent media, also the Saturday paper, I think do a really brilliant job with oh, yeah. independent journalism during this time. And they have a podcast that comes out daily called the 7am podcast. It's been doing some, it's like a daily news 
you know, independent view news media podcast, and I highly recommend it. Seven AM, it is called, and the Saturday paper, their website. I subscribe to that also, and they write the best long form journalism in Australia. I think. Crikey, me likey. <laughs> is that is that doubly the, racist? They just sent me a new message. Will they've said they don't want our endorsement? No. Wow. <laughs> Uh, okay, Brody's Blossoms uh, make bespoke baby bibs and other accessories. Uh, she's run into a bit of a downturn in business. Obviously, no stores are ordering. Things have dropped right off, but she's still selling uh, direct to the public. You can get 15% off store-wide by using the code SUPPORTSMALL15. That's capital S, SUPPORTSMALL15. You can find her on Instagram at Brody's Blossoms, and I think she has a website as well, brodiesblossoms.com. That's B-R-O-D-I-E-S-B-L-O-S-S-O-M-S.com. Well, Brody's Blossoms. Here's what the kids are still doing, spilling shit and dribbling. That hasn't stopped because of coronavirus. Yep. Self-isolation doesn't, no. that doesn't ki- stop kids vomiting and, you know, spitting their food all over the place. You still need a bib for your kid during these testing times. They'll sleep like cuddly possums when you visit Brody's Blossoms. <laughs> Bro- Brody's Blossoms bibs also can be used as toilet paper if you're in. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, this is not a business as much as it's a charity. The Endeavour Foundation in Queensland, they support people with intellectual disabilities who uh, are at risk of becoming isolated during events uh, such as this one. So um, they've run very short. They're not considered an essential service. And so they're having limited access to the people who rely on them. Um, they do uh, rely on donations and uh, the support of the public. So if you can go to endeavour.com.au, uh, there are links there that can take you to their funding page. But yeah, uh, that's a charity and that's something that probably needs your support as much as any of these other businesses. Well, it's good to know that in these important times, Charlie, that you know people who work with people with disabilities isn't considered an essential service. You would think yeah. that... <laughs> Mixed messages. Yeah, you would think that the front line is carers, people who have to care for old people, for people who can't look after themselves. These are the genuine essential services in our society. So all I'm saying is, Sam from Daisy's Cafe, you should be making these people a cup of coffee as well, you fucking... <laughs> <laughs> tight ass. Tight ass. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Endeavour Foundation, you guys have to close, but Just Cuts, you can stay yeah. open. <laughs> Yeah, that's right. Yeah, we're not going to get carers for people with disabilities, but you know what? They can still get a 29-minute haircut if you like. Um, uh, This is an artist, an independent artist who has a Patreon page. Her name is Empress Eerie. She specialises in art, nude photography, modelling, and burlesque dancing. Um, You can can go to her Patreon page, which is patreon.com underscore Empress, that's E-M-P-R-E-S-S underscore. Um, support independent artists, Will. Mm. Yeah, and I mean, like, what better time to indulge in a little bit of erotic photography? It's not erotic, is it? It's just nude. nude. Yeah. She hasn't well, that, implied that well, it's Well, burlesque erotic. is erotic, isn't it? Burlesque and nude photography. It all fits under erotica. Is it erotica? Is it all erotica? Is burlesque erotica or is it just erotic? What's the difference? Ish. Well, I, I don't know what the difference is. This is why I'm asking you this question, Joe. Uh, look, I glanced at her Instagram page. It seemed to be a mix of nude modeling, um, burlesque. It was, I mean, it was, I, I, now that you got me confused, I thought it was erotica, but I don't know. Maybe it's art. Maybe it's art. <laughs> Maybe that's the slogan. Empress Eerie. Maybe it's art, question mark. 
erotic cart. Is it erotic cart? Erotic cart. Some of it. It's not all nude stuff. There's other. There's like the dancing and the modelling and the burlesque. But mm. I would have thought it all fits under the same category. Anyway, Empress Eerie. <laughs> Maybe it's art. Empress Eerie. We've got a query. <laughs> uh, North Psych. Uh, offer counselling services for children, teenagers in family. They're both uh, based in North Sydney. Um, they can do sessions via Skype or Zoom, considering obviously the social distancing rules are in place. And their fees are negotiable for those who need it. Probably not a bad idea. Um, there's probably going to be a lot of anxiety going around in the next couple of months. So if you do feel like you need someone to talk to, these guys might be worth reaching out to. Great idea too, to have the fees negotiable, because I think that Part of the anxiety comes from the fact of how the fuck am I going to afford counselling? <laughs> but if you can do a deferred payment or a discounted rate or something like that. Um, plus, if you see your GP or consult with your GP, I'm not sure if people know this, but um, you can get a Medicare rebate on counselling services. So I think it's like, um, you know, if, if it's a psychologist is 200 bucks, you end up only paying like 80 or something like that. So uh, worth checking out. That's uh, North Psych in Northern Sydney at northpsych.com.au. Yeah, I endorse that also, but it's yes, it's it's good that the prices are negotiable because you don't want to waste your entire first session just talking about all the uh, tension and anxiety you have about paying for your first session. Yeah, um, uh, feeling down, Mike? Why don't you visit North Psych? I'm not sure that they need such a cheery slogan. No, 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 no. I don't I know was... if I want to go to a psych place that's like trying to cheer you up. I was just talking to our producer, Mike. Oh yeah, right. Get on your bike, go to North Psych. Don't actually go. Just do it over the internet. Uh, Polino in Victoria is a bar uh, that's had to close down um, and uh, let off a ho- and uh, let go of a whole bunch of staff, but they're still delivering um, delicious wine, beer, and cider to the Thornbury and Preston areas. That's www.polino.com.au. P A L L I N O. Polino.com.au. Don't be me, no. Come to Polino. Oh, actually, let Polino come to you, I guess. Yeah, it's the point don't, go to, don't go to Polino. Let Polino come to you. Go to Polino when things are better, but not now. Um, okay, Shore Deploy. Shore Deploy. They're a group of IT specialists who have built a solution that enables people and students to work from home. Now, when I sent that description, I clicked on the link to find out what does that exactly mean? What is a solution? And I could not work out what it is but i assume it's some kind of like new way to restructure your business or you know your school or whatever like that so you know people can learn and it's like a platform that enables online learning and meetings and all that kind of stuff um but short deploy uh you can find them at shortdeploy.co. can you spell that for me because uh, i can't okay here's what i'm going to guess based on what you've said is it s-u-r-e D-E-P-L-O-Y? Yes. Shaw Deploy? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, cool. Shaw Deploy. He's also, uh, the, the, he won the Gaelic football's uh, best and fairest last year. <laughs> it did feel a little like it could, to be sure. Sure, Shaw Deploy. Sure Deploy. Ah, uh, if you want your business solutions, come to Shaw Deploy. <laughs> Racist. <laughs> it actually sounds like a description <laughs> that the coach is giving of his Gaelic player yeah. about whether he will play on the weekend. Oh, he's Shaw Deploy. <laughs> he's Shaw Deploy. You'll be right. Uh, something about cake, Will. Uh, they uh, make something about cake. Yeah, something about cake. Not the band. I mean, it'd be great if something about Kate re-recorded all their songs 
to be all about cake. It was like when the cockroaches became the wiggles and suddenly they're just like, there's no money in doing yeah. something about cake gigs anymore. We're now doing something about cake gigs. A million bags of flour. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck, man. Who would have thought they would make an obscure something for cake gag on Tofop? Everyone. Everyone. That's what I'm guessing. Uh, something about cake. Make designer cakes from scratch and they deliver. Somethingaboutcake.com.au don't make a mistake, visit something about cake. I think that was my slogan for Cakes by Lindell as well. I mean, you know, well, don't make a second mistake. Don't make another mistake. Go to something something, something about cake. Now, what are they called? Something something, something about cake. Oh, not something for cake. Something, something about cake. Did I say something for cake? I meant something about cake. I got confused. We've read, this is like we've read a lot of ads today. My brain's starting to melt. Okay, this is the last one. Um, uh, last one. It's the big platter company. They create platter boxes and grazing. Uh, they platter. They create platter boxes and grazing tables. They're a specialist in this area. I know how much you love small foods, Will. These guys mm-hmm. might be worth checking out. You go to bigplatterco.com and you can get yourself a whole bunch of small little foods, but a wide variety of small little foods. <laughs> it's the best way I can describe it. Uh, forget your problems, they don't matter. Get yourself a platter. Put your bib on, never splatter. Uh, oh. Have a go, Big Platter Co. <laughs> uh, right, well, that's it. That's us. Uh, there you go. Everyone who uh, wrote in, we hope we, uh, we, we, we did you proud. Um, uh, it's really worth supporting. If you can order online and... Oh, someone else actually made a suggestion, which is quite, quite good that I didn't read out, but it was sent to us on Instagram. The idea of buying gift cards or gift vouchers from these stores for future use, um, you know, especially in your local area uh, around me. I keep finding excuses to go, there's an ice cream shop down the road that have only just opened. And I'm like, well, I mean, what I'm doing is essentially like it's a, it's a charitable cause. I need to go eat ice cream every day to support this business. Well, I think that's true though. This is the, the time where we suddenly are aware of our community. And I think yes. if you can, instead of using one of those big companies for your home delivery needs, look at local businesses that have pivoted their business model to some sort of home delivery, shop local, look after your local community, keep those businesses open during these times. Um, like my gym rang me the other day, obviously, because you can't go into the gym at the moment. And they were asking, is there any chance that you can keep your membership going through this time so we don't have to lay people off? But what we'll do is once we're up and running, we'll credit you those months of free membership, you know, like basically back when we're back up and running. And that just means that right. during this time, they can, you know, make sure that some of their staff and whatever are getting paid. And then... Um, you know, when they come out the other side, you'll get the credit back. So there'll be all sorts of businesses offering all sorts of deals to try to keep their doors open. I mean, it is funny, like how periodically you just get emails from some business that you gave your email to like five years ago. And it's like, Will, in these uncertain times, you can rely on Jones's pants. <laughs> New stock in now. And it's like, oh, wow. I didn't realize Jones's pants were so concerned about the future of the community. Well, not even just Jones's pants, but the fact that Jones's pants have clearly held onto your email for seven years. Like you've shopped <laughs> yeah. at Jones's pants once and you've gone into some database down at Big Pants that they have just only <laughs> saved for this. We better alert this guy who has not been into our store for seven years and only ever bought one thing from our business, what our coronavirus policy is. 
is. Uh, look, uh, if you want to support another small business, there's a little podcast you may have heard called, called Tofop, and uh, we also have a Patreon page. Um, we've had a few sponsors drop out over the next uh, few months because of what's going on. So if you can spare anything just to keep us running, uh, we'd appreciate it. You can go to patreon.com forward slash Tofop. Uh, there's some bonus content up there. After we record this, we're going to record a new bonus episode. We've done three so far, which is pretty good for us. We haven't been that regular with our bonus content, but this seems to be working out uh, where we answer letters from our Patreon subscribers. So um, if you feel like you want to support the show, uh, you can go to patreon.com forward slash TOEFOP. If you can't give up any money, which we understand, another way you can think to support the show is to check out our YouTube channel um, and watch a bunch of our YouTube videos. In fact, if you just go to every playlist and just click play on each video like a hundred times, that'd be great. The more views we get, the easier it is for us to monetize. Plus, you get a bunch of free entertainment. Yeah, that's something you can actually do without donating any money. And we understand at this time, donating money is going to be really hard for a whole bunch of different people. And there's going to be so many people needing your money at this time. So we understand. But if you want to um, join up to the Patreon, you can do it for as little as a dollar a month. And even that idea that if yeah. we had a whole bunch of people join up at a dollar a month and it's going to cost you five or ten bucks until Christmas or, you know, 20 bucks over like, you know, the next sort of year and a half. Us knowing those subscribers are there gives us at least a base that we can, you know, keep doing things and make sure that everybody helps us put on this podcast. We know that we can keep paying them going into the future. So even if it is just a dollar a month, if that's all you can afford at the moment, even that dollar does make a difference to us because it, it lets us plan a few things and make sure that we know, you know, how many episodes we can put out and how we can pay everybody who has to be paid for this to happen. Yeah, and we're going to keep pumping these out because we ain't got anything else to do right now. No. So you can rely on Tofop to be there each week. Um, all right, I'm Charlie Clawson. I'm Will Anderson. <laughs> This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. I mean, if you want. It's up to you.